You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 127. Thomas Miller back with you. And we're going to do a little exercise to raise your level of consciousness in this podcast. How about that? I'll tell you what, I would be all in if I were listening to this, (laughs) for sure. Like, sign me up now. Had a couple of great things happen this week. Number one, the next audiobook by Fred Dodson is now on the market. It's Levels of Energy Book 3. It's called Realms of Consciousness, Levels of Energy Book 3. And it's the third and last, so far, in the Levels of Energy series. We talked about this on the last podcast. So it's available now in the U.S. on Audible. It takes a little while to get it to iTunes and to the foreign versions of Audible, but it should be there soon. And right on the heels of that, I was asked to do an interview for another podcast. And that podcast is called We Don't Die, and the host is Sandra Champlain. She's out of Boston. And we had the most wonderful visit If you go to that podcast, We Don't Die, it's number 211. Now, Sandra's main inquiry is, what happens after we die? And much of her audience is comprised of people who have lost a loved one in the recent past. She found this podcast by just perusing iTunes, probably like a lot of you have, and listened and thought, I'd like to get his take on what happens after we die. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know my background and my history, and a lot of the questions that were left on the table from my fundamentalist Christian upbringing about life after death, because in that model, we're taught that you die, and then you either go to heaven or hell based on whether you've accepted Jesus as your Savior during your time on earth. And if you remember about, oh, I guess, what was this, early 2016, I I was up here in Aspen when I did this, but I narrated two books back-to-back that really just crystallized this for me. And we're talking about this Levels of Energy series. The first of those two was Levels of Energy book number two, which is titled Spectral Consciousness, Levels of Energy book two. And then the one right after that was Hidden Realities, And they both explore this whole subject of comparative religion and look at all of the world's religions in tandem and in harmony, and you see so many commonalities. So in preparation for Sandra's interview, I went back to spectral consciousness, exploring again the question, what happens when we die? In spectral consciousness, Fred advocates that basically the way that we enter the non-physical world is on the same energy level that we were predominant in the physical world. He also tells the details of the story that we've even talked about here on the podcast of exploring or experiencing the very lowest astral realms when he was a young child, then a couple of years later experiencing the very high realms of consciousness and having this context of both the low and the high and that contributing to his ability to see into these levels of energy. The analogy would be, if you've been to Paris, you can really describe what Paris is like. But if you've only read about Paris, eh, you've got a Wikipedia perspective on it. You can reiterate what other people say. You can parrot back what others have said about Paris. But until you've been to Paris then it's really just head knowledge. And for most people who try to talk about these spiritual concepts without having experienced them, 
it's about the same as the analogy with Paris. Here is a person who experienced firsthand low astral realms and high astral realms. He saw the earth in between those two realms, meaning that when he was in the lower astral realms, he saw earth as a relief, as a place to get back to. When he was in the higher realms, going back to earth was a regret. And as Fred says, and I think this is absolutely true, that, that earth is basically a dense, lower energy for the purpose of us coming here to learn how to live a higher consciousness, if we choose. And that's the big tipper, if we choose, because we do ultimately have choice. As I was reviewing, and my goodness, if you have listened already to Levels of Energy Book 1, I would really suggest you get spectral consciousness because it just takes this whole thing to a higher level. But as I was reviewing this, Fred talks about three states, if you will, in Hindu. This is from the Bhagavad Gita. They're called the Gunas. According to the Hindu teachings, these are the primary qualities or modes of nature. They exist not only in humans, but also in all objects and in natural products. And the one that of note is including food. And I won't go into this now, but you can actually muscle test what foods are best for you. And this corresponds to exactly what Fred laid out in Levels of Energy. It's the same substantiated by the great work of Dr. David R. Hawkins in Power Versus Force, that all of the physical world... In fact, all of the non-physical world as well exists on a scale. In the lower astral realms, it descends from bad to worse. In the higher realms, it ascends from pretty darn good, better than earth, to heaven or sheer bliss, something we can't even fathom here on earth in this energy. When you start to look at everything around you, other people, places, jobs, restaurants, food we were talking about, every activity, if you will align it with the scale, it will give you a perspective on whether you are in or not in high energy realms. And if you want to know what happens when you get out of a high energy realm, go back and listen to podcast number 126. That I am a walking testimony of, and it's fresh. All right, let's look at these gunas and explore each one. They correlate, as I said, to the levels of energy. We'll tie that together, and then we're going to use them in an exercise. So make note of these because you're going to use it in a scale at the end, okay? Let's start from lowest to highest. So the lowest guna in Hindu teaching is called tamas. Not T-H-O-M-A-S, it's T-A-M-A-S, Tamas. It is the lower realm. It's the world of darkness. It's the negative, the impure, pain, even on the lower scale, the demonic. The next of the three is Rajas, R-A-J-A-S. This is the midpoint of life. This is where most of life happens. Some characteristics that you could ascribe to the Rajas level would be passion. Selfish, desires, being human, controlling, desire. We'll talk more about this in a second, but does that not sound like the levels 200s and 300s energy in levels of energy? 
The third and highest is sattva. This is the high realm, the realm of goodness, positive, pureness, pleasure, the divine. God is the purest sattva, according to Hindu teaching. Now, almost straight from the Bhagavad Gita here, sattva is pure, without impurities. It is illuminating and free from sickness. It binds the soul through attachment with happiness and knowledge. Rajas is full of passion, is born out of Trishna, which is thirst, hunger, intense desire, and Sangha, which is attachment. Rajas binds the soul through attachment with action. And then Tamas is the darkness, the crudeness of man. It is humanity born of ignorance, and Mohanam, the cause of delusion. It binds the soul through recklessness, indolence, and sleep. Now, this is an interesting point on this teaching, that in all beings, that these three gunas compete among themselves for supremacy, and they try to suppress each other. This is something that I've been teaching in the coaching program with those who have been working with me on that. Information is on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com, that we do have this alpha presence called the ego self. That would be tamas or even rajas in this case. And sattva, that divine inspiration, intuition, is trying to come through, but rajas and tamas fight against it. It's a perfect illustration of our humanity fighting against our divinity. And here, and this is all from section 14 in the Bhagavad Gita, it illustrates this perfectly by saying that these three are always competing against each other. You know how you feel that the most? Get in your car and get on a freeway. <laughs> and, and then just tell me that that freeway is dominated by sattva energy. Oh, you go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. Oh, please, after you. I have other things I can do while I'm just sitting here. You go. I'm okay. Yeah, right. If you ever are on that freeway, would you please email me and tell me where it is? I would love to know. Or think about this holiday season coming up. So people will be going out shopping, right? I do mine online. Thank you very much. But if you go out and fight the crowds in the parking places and the parking spots in the mall and the lines in the shops and just see how dominant that sattva energy is out there as we're buying Christmas presents for our friends. Yeah. <laughs> you see? see, it's fighting. The rajas, the tamas are fighting against the higher nature. Now, how do we know which quality is predominant? Because this is leading us toward our exercise. When sattva, the highest level, is predominant, according to the Bhagavad Gita, all gates of the human body radiate the illumination of knowledge. Scale of energy, four hundreds. When rajas is predominant, greed, worldliness, striving for worldly ends, and a penchant for selfish activity arise. Now, this is interesting on the scale because that would typically indicate lower, uh, like let's say between 160 and 200 energy. But Rajas also ascends up into the 200s, which is basically just existence, getting by, boredom, you get that. And then the higher 200s, that's the level of party, party, party. Hey, let's go have a good time. But the, it's in the context of let's go have a good time so that I can have a good time. 
and I'm going to drag you into my party because I can have a better time with a lot of friends around because really it kind of distracts from yourself. You see, it's still, it still is wrapped up in that Rajas greed worldliness, if you will, because the focus is on you. Now, when you get into the 300s energy on the scale of energy and levels of energy, that's when you start to look out beyond yourself. You start to think of others first. That's where Rajas begins to turn into Sattva, but still in the Rajas element of the 300s, it still is about acquisition. And that's why the upper 300s is the realm of making money. It's about acquiring things. It's not until you really get into the 400s and especially the 500s that you've transcended from Rajas to Sattva. And if all of this scale stuff is not making sense, pick up Levels of Energy. The audiobook is about 11 hours long. Listen to it on your commute in your spare time, and in, within a few days, you'll have the whole thing down. Now, back to our little scale here. In the world of Tamas, one can see the flourishing of darkness, inactivity, recklessness, delusion. So on the scale of energy, again, this is zero all the way up maybe to 100 fear or 160 anger. You're kind of in that bracket. And then, as it talks about in Levels of Energy Book 2, Spectral Consciousness, you can even you can descend below 100. And when you get into the lower realms, minus 100, minus 200, you are squarely in Tamas energy. Now, upon death, what happens? A sattvic person, so somebody living their life in a higher level of consciousness enters higher non-physical worlds. And Hebrew teaching suggests if slash when that person reincarnates, they reincarnate into a family and into a realm of higher consciousness levels. A Rajas person after death remains in the middle worlds. That soul did not escape basically the realms of earth during this incarnation which you would think would be very typical of a 200s type person. As for the Tamasic person, they sink to the lowest regions upon death. And upon reincarnation, they enter the world of the ignorant and the deluded. Another point from spectral consciousness is it takes those souls longer to re-escalate back up to the scale, even to get back into the Rajas level. Bottom line, you don't want to be in that energy while you're living here on planet Earth. One final note from my notes here on these gunas, and then we'll talk about the exercise. These gunas affect everything about our life. Faith, resolve, professional choices, the nature of relationships, geography, where we live, the nature of our friends, what we do professionally. In other words, in this way of teaching, these areas, these levels, govern every aspect of human life and the world in general. And I would say dittos to the levels of energy scale. Now, let's play with this little exercise. This is fun, but I'm going to tell you, you have to be intentional because you'll get busy again and this will just go right back out because it's something that we really don't embrace, we don't think about, we don't put our attention on, and as a result, we don't live consciously. So in broad terms, let's just say for application of this exercise that anything in the levels of energy scale below 200 is Tamas energy. 
from 200 to, let's say, the 400s slash 500s is Rajas, and everything over 500 is Sattva. Now, again, if you need to, pick up levels of energy because that's the basis of this conversation and this exercise. What you do is through the day, you are always conscious of your actions and your responses and your thoughts. Get a little uh, notebook or something that you can just jot notes on. Keep this and a little writing instrument in your purse or your pocket while you're doing this. Say, do this for a week. Make a commitment to do this for a week. And you're going to section a page, Tamas or T, Rajas R, Sattva S. Every time you have a conscious thought that you capture, an action that you take, a conversation that you have, a thought, an intention, anything that you do, stop and think, was this a Tamas-type thought, a Rajas-type thought, or a Sattva-type thought? Score yourself according to either the realms of, was this a really dark thing? I mean, did I cut somebody off in traffic? That's a Tamas activity. Did I dart in front of the door and not hold the door for somebody else? Tamas. Was I in a business meeting, making plans for the release of a new product in a marketing conversation of how can we reach more people? Talking to your spouse about the finances. Those are Rajas activities. Did you call or text or email somebody with a note just to encourage them, to tell them that you love them, to wish them a good day? Did you tap on your brakes and let somebody else go ahead of you? especially if you were in a hurry. Did you feel highly expressive, like your, your true highest self was coming out in a particular project or conversation? That's sattva. In this exercise, then, for everything that you do during the day, you're going to keep a little thing to score it on, and every time you catch yourself doing something or you just reflect through the day as what happened previously, Score whether those were tamas, rajas, or sattva activities. Put a little mark in your notebook. So all you're doing is just capturing and recording. So by noon, you might have four under tamas, six under rajas, and two under sattva, let's say. And those could be acts, they could be intentions, they could be thoughts. Because obviously, if you're being really honest with yourself, if you have one of those... Type thoughts, you got to put a mark under the T, right? But if somebody does something or says something to you and you literally just let it fall off your shoulders like, like they were oiled and it was water just dripping off of them, right? No attachment whatsoever, then you get to put one under the S. And then for all of the things that you do during the day that comprise daily living, mark those under R. And then review this obviously at night. Because as you get more conscious of where you're having to put these marks, you'll live more consciously during the day because you want to put more under sattva and then some under rajas. And then if you can get through the day with zero tamas, wow, you are now living consciously and in higher energy. I think the other thing that will be interesting is that you will see the tug of war that goes on through the day between the three areas. Really cool concept here, and I hope that you'll take it and play with it. The gift of higher consciousness is the greatest gift that I could give you through this whole podcast series. That and listening to your intuition in everything you do.
Thank you for listening to this one. We'll see you next time. I'm Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.